Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hey, cobblers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars, or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher, or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of this Big Bash Daily. Snapping up the right mortgages for you, Blue Croc Money on Twitter. And uh, we're watching, a well, what looks like it might be a very exciting finish. Hobart Hurricanes taking on the Brisbane Heat today. Hobart Hurricanes making 150 all out in their innings. At the moment, the Brisbane Heat are 136 for seven. And we have two... Two overs left, so it is building up to a really close finish with this one. We've seen quite a few close finishes as of late. To see Nathan Ellis bowl, and that's uh, missed outside of the off stump. So another ball goes by for uh, the Heat here. 136 for seven, needing 151 to win. So 15 runs shy, 11 balls left. Sam Dalling and Naman Shah are with me on the podcast today. Sam, you are our first X Factor sub. Called off the bench at the last minute. Abai um, has swapped shifts with you. So you've come in at the last moment. So let's see. I mean, we haven't seen too many X Factor subs working out in the big bash so far. So we'll see what your performance is like today. Well, there's no pressure there on me then, James. <laughs> well, welcome along. And uh, Naman as well. Uh, fresh from your uh, excitement of watching India win that test match against Australia as well. But it's, it's good to see this game, isn't it? We've seen a few close games in the in the big bash. The first week was a little bit disappointing from that respect. A lot of very one-sided contests. But... As the competition matures, um, we're seeing some um, real nippers. And this is going to be another one as well with another dot ball delivered by Ellis. Maybe a wide there. Wasn't called, I don't think, by the umpire, was it? Let's see, No, it wasn't. So 136 for seven and the Heat will be a little bit uh, annoyed with that one. That one just missing the mark. But exciting stuff this now, man. Yes, very much. And also over here, I would uh, consider the COVID factor because many of these players have not, apart from those who played the IPL, all are just getting back into the groove. Uh, I consider the same factor with Pujara as well. Everyone has played IPL, uh, but uh, they are getting now slowly into the competitive uh, cricket. So yes, the players are going to take some time to uh, to get back into cricket to gain some form so yes as you have spoken correctly going into the business end maybe from first gen onwards we'll see much closer matches yes because of most of the key players such as Mitchell Marsh and all are we are yet to see their best innings good to see few youngsters Davis from Thunder today Beasley is playing so good to see those youngsters getting the momentum and making their name but the key players of Big Bash are yet to succeed and yet to make yet to announce themselves. So 
Well, Nathan Alley's got his first two balls of this over right. He's got the third one wrong because it's been launched over mid-wicket for six by James Baisley and then he scuffs one out into the leg side. So we have eight required, eight balls left for the Brisbane Heat to put back-to-back victories on the on the board for the first time, Sam. We wrote them off a little bit at the start of this competition. They looked a little bit ordinary to uh, be nice to them. Pretty poor, to be honest, in the first few games. But starting to get it together, their last victory will be a morale booster for them. And if they can get across the line in this one, and then you never know, Brisbane Heat could go from strength to strength. Well, quite, yeah. I think it was almost a deja vu. I think we were here at the game before their last win, weren't we, watching Jimmy Pearson get very close with a, a yeah. kind of captain's knot. I think they fell just short. And I was having a look. They, they lost, you know, they didn't do so well last year and they lost a huge number of players over the off-season. But like Matt, Le- Matt Renshaw left, Ben Cutting, James Pattinson, Josh Layla, and they are some of their standout formers. And they've had loads missing. You know, Joe Burns and Mitch Swepson have been on test duty. Mornay Morkel's not been around. Mm. But actually, you know, they lost Tom Banton late. But, you know, they've had Lewis Gregory come in and perform really well from them. This young lad, James Baisley, it's a great story. He had nearly two years out with a, a groin injury and all of a sudden on his debut right I think he made 30 on his debut and here he is 47 not out they're going to have Joe Burns back Joe Denley's coming out of isolation on the 2nd of January I think morning Morkel's fit again so so much about momentum they, they, they could you know get on a bit of a roll here yeah, Nathan Ellis there that looked as if it was right on the wide line the umpire deciding that time maybe a reaction to his earlier decision where he, I think he got it wrong he called that one a wide so uh, we now have uh, 100 and 46 for seven. It's Stachetti on strike. But Ellis fires back there with a Yorker outside the off stump and Stachetti can't get bat on that. So 144 for seven. One ball left of this penultimate over. So seven balls remaining and seven runs required by the Brisbane Heat. And we've spoken about this before now, man, but these close finishes, you are never home and hosed, are you? I mean, one big shot here and the Brisbane Heat are, are done and dusted, but a couple of wickets with seven already down. How about Hurricanes are right back in it? So th- these kind of finishes are really exciting, aren't they? Very much. And uh, all the three results are possible over here. And it turns at the end, it's all about the temperament and keeping yourself cool. So Brisbane, uh, considering that they badly need Baisley to stay over there and not attempt any rash shots because only seven runs needed. They do not require more sixes or fours. So it's all about temperament and keeping uh, oneself cool. So it would be interesting to see who will be bowling the fourth, uh, the last over for Hobart, considering Meredith has uh, completed his all over. So it will be, I guess, between Boland and Kimo Paul. So that would be an interesting part. It's a good job they hit that six in that over because that was a really good over from Nathan Ellis. Just the other wide and then a load of dot balls and uh, Stachetti couldn't get on the end of that final delivery. So we go into the final over with Brisbane Heat needing seven runs to win from the final over. It's never done and dusted a T20 match until the sort of full stop is put to it. But James Baisley will be on strike at the start of the 20th. It's going to be Boland to bowl it and Baisley 47 not out from 29. Four fours and two sixes so far from the right-hander Stachetti at the other end and then obviously two more batsmen waiting nervously in the dugout hoping that they're not going to be needed. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first-time buyer deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. 
you come into this uh, final over here, I mean, you'd back the batting side, wouldn't you, really, Sam, with uh, three wickets remaining, only seven required in modern-day T20. That's uh, yeah, a bit of a cakewalk, really, but it's never done and dusted, this. One big shot, though, from Baisley and uh, the heater home and hose. We'll see this first ball from Boland before I bring Sam back in. He's got the field set here, and uh, Baisley's going to be trying to finish this off early on in this over to avoid any nervous last few knockings of it, but he's uh, whipped the first one down to fine leg, and they've only gone through for one, so Stachetti gets on strike, Baisley moves to 48, and it's uh, six more required from five. This is a tough over for Boland to, to bowl, Sam, but you, you can't really get it too wrong, can you? Because everybody's expecting Heat to get home here. If Boland bowls a load of dot balls, he's suddenly the hero. Yeah, he's, it's almost, I suppose, akin to being the, a goalkeeper in a penalty shootout, James. I mean, he's bowled superbly. I think he's, what, two for 14? or Well, 19 balls he's had now in, in this game. But yeah, the, the problem is it's such a, it's so little to defend, isn't it? He, he could bowl three brilliant balls and then just get one slightly wrong and suddenly it goes for a boundary or you know, streaky edge. So it's very much favours the batting side here, but it's, it's tip and run and kind of get Baisley back on strike, I think, and, and hope a bad ball comes along. Well, Stachetti then, on this next delivery, swings it into the leg side. He's not got all of that, goes down to the fielder at deep square and they only go through for one. So it's five required off four. Baisley back on strike though. Sam's got that dead right, I think. The the other thing to add to that, Naman, is that you can bowl six absolutely cracking deliveries, can't you, in a final over like this and still go for a load of boundaries because batsmen are just going to swing, you know, boundaries down to third man, boundaries down to fine leg. You're on a hiding to nothing here unless the, the batsman maybe helps you out a little bit, Naman. Yes, uh, so it's tough on bowlers. As you have mentioned, they bowl all six uh, deliveries uh, spot on, but uh, it's just about uh, swinging and whacking every delivery. So high chances of ball going to the third man, uh, especially I feel that is the key area. Also, catches are going to that area. We have seen in a lot of matches, but uh, uh, as you have rightly mentioned, that the owners would be on the betting uh, side more, more as uh, lesser runs are required and uh, Yes, uh, hard on Boland, but he's doing quite well as of now to defend this uh, ball. Yeah, Baisley uh, trying to, again, hit through the leg side there from the third ball of the over. Gets a kind of bottom edge down to deep square. So it's now four required from three with Stachetti on strike as Boland around the wicket comes in and that's a slower ball. Stachetti gets all muddled up with that one, doesn't read it and ends up just doffing it back to the bowler. So a dot ball there, an important dot ball and it's four required from two. Another dot ball now, Sam. And then it's a boundary off the final ball to win it. it this is uh, about as exciting as a T20 can get. Yeah, that was a brilliant delivery, wasn't it? It was the, the slower ball bouncer that when I was playing, well, not a very high level, but 15, 20 years ago, the slower ball bouncer was a long hop. But these days in, in one day cricket, it's actually a, a brilliant delivery. And yeah, it's, it's tight. He's sat and done well here, Bolland. But and the pressure's on Stachetti now. Um, he, I bet he wishes he was down on the, at the other end. Um, yeah. Basically, the man going well, 49, not yeah. out, off 31. But such fine margins, they've been swinging and they haven't quite... One of these balls just needs to go past the fielder in the wrong place. And, you know, a cut down past the stumps to fine leg and it's all over. So Here we go, then four, the four heat, off two. Next ball is swung into the leg side by Stachetti. It's gone into the gap. They're going to come back for two, I think. As the fielder runs around and gets it back in, Stachetti scrambles back for the second... So we got to the final ball of this T20 match with two required by the Brisbane Heat from the final delivery from Scott Boland. And obviously one run here and we go into a super over and it's going to be overtime. 
So uh, we will have to see how that one goes. But Boland's going to be delivering this final ball. The uh, Hobart Hurricanes waiting nervously in the field, probably in this instant, hoping the ball doesn't come to them so they don't get the uh, opportunity to mess it up. Uh, Stachetti prepares to face this final delivery. Obviously a long chat here, Naman, to try and set the field. Also to probably just leave Stachetti to have to think about it a little bit longer. Yes, sir, but I feel that it'll take more few minutes, uh, maybe seconds uh, to think. And I feel the ball would be full uh, block hole on the outside the off stump. And uh, yeah, it will surely go to the keeper and uh, they'll maybe run one. And I am expecting a super over as Stachetti is on strike and not... Basically, so I feel now the uh, for me advantage is Boland over here. I feel uh, he should be well, let's able see. to at least. Let's see if you got it right. Boland comes in, he bowls, and that's hit into the offside, straight to the fielder. They've run through for one. It's a direct hit. We're going to have to go upstairs to find out whether Sacchetti has scrambled home to take this to a super over. The Hobart Hurricanes are standing in the mid wicket there with their hands on their head. Their body language would suggest that Sacchetti maybe has got home. And uh, we are heading for a super over. They needed two off that final ball. They've just got the one, maybe. We'll see the replay here. Boland bowls it. He was aiming for the Yorker. Hit into the offside to the fielder at short cover. The throw comes in. It hits directly. And I think he's home. So we have a well, super over. There. Was his back grounded? Did back there, though, James? I don't know. Right. Well, we'll have to see as my pitches on my screen freeze for a second. Um, but you'll have to keep me... No, my but Stachetti there, I mean, it's a good ball from Boland. That was a really good final two overs from the Hobart Hurricanes, to be fair. Ellis bowling that penultimate over did really nicely. And then Boland, as Sam's saying, already got three very tidy overs under his belt. Has bowled that, that final over and he's out. Stachetti is out and the Hobart Hurricanes are celebrating that they have won the match. They're all mobbing the fielder at cover. Fantastic piece of fielding from him. And the Hobart Hurricanes have won this game by the solitary run. What a performance that is. And the let's go through the scorecards then so we can go through this game. I think it was Colin Ingram actually at short cover who actually had the direct hit and ran Stachetti out from that final ball. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Darcy Short went very early for the uh, Hobart Hurricanes. They've lost early wickets in pretty much all of their games so far. Davy Milan came in 39 from 32 from him to steady the ship a little bit. Colin Ingram made 24 from 21. And Tim David, 36 from 17. Saw them up to 150 all out after 19.4 overs. So they wasted two balls of their innings, which they could have looked back on after that tight finish with uh, some degree of regret. Majib Uraman, absolutely fantastic. 5 for 15 from him in the field. 2 for 422 from Xavier Bartlett. Then the Brisbane Heat came out trying to chase down that 
151 to win, 32 from Max Bryant. We saw early wickets for Riley Meredith as well in their reply. 29 from Lewis Gregory, 49 not out from James Baisley, who was off strike in that final over. And then Mark Stachetti, 14, run out by Ingram, final ball of the game when they needed two to win, one to force it into a super over. And it is heartbreak for the Brisbane Heat and celebrations for the Hobart Hurricanes. What a game, that Salmon. Hobart, I mean, we were talking there towards the end of it as if Brisbane Heat had it in the back, in their back pocket, and they were going to take a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence from this performance. Hobart now will. Oh, massively so. I mean, it's the, you talk about tight margins. I'm sure, I think the Ketty was home, but he kind of, his bat was grounded, and then it just bounced, you know, the diving slide, and his bat just popped up in the air. You know, I was thinking, well, in that situation as the fielder, you almost hold on to the ball just if the ball hits the stumps and flies off then you could lose the game but so quickly these things can turn and the Hurricanes are a, a really impressive side they didn't quite fire with the bat today um, but they uh, came into the tournament one of the favourites and yeah I mean they look like they're just going to go from strength to strength They've changed that rule haven't they because there was there was used to be a time where if you'd actually grounded your bat over the crease if it bobbled up after that then you were still in because he'd already grounded your bat at some stage. But now if it goes back up in the air, then you can be out if it's if it's raised, can't you? Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Um, I'll be honest. I, the other night where a similar thing happened and they looked at it and I think it was very tight at the end of the game and I can't remember which game it was and in the end he, he got home. But I, yeah, I couldn't tell you, but I, I've always worked on the basis that you have to have something grounded at the time the, yeah. the ball hit. Now, man, do you know what, what's the rule on that, on the on the runouts? Do you, do you have to have something um, on the on terra firma behind the line when, when that ball breaks the bales? Yes, as far as I know, as for the new rule, once you have uh, your bat inside the crease, even if then hit the stumps and your bat, bat is after that in the air, it also it should be called as not out because once your bat is grounded uh, inside the crease, it can be in the air later on. So even I'm not sure why, how this was given out. If his bat was grounded once, then it can be in the air later on, once he's in the crease itself. Need to see that replay from side on again to see if his bat was ever grounded behind the crease because maybe it was always up in the air. Um, it, despite the fact that it was over the line, it still needs to actually go down to uh, count yourself as being in. But whatever happens, um, Stachetti was out, um, run out by Colin Ingram and the Hobart Hurricanes winning by one run. Brisbane Heat going down by one run after that uh, futile chase in the end. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Bluecrocodile.co.uk. They are sponsors of these Big Bash dailies. We are choosing in every day's play our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of the match. And uh, the cricketer today that you would nominate Naman from this uh, Hobart victory over the Brisbane Heat would be? For me, it will be Mujib. Uh, very rare case and very rare matches where we see Piper in a T20 match, I felt, I feel for him, that was some exceptional performance. They should have sealed this match, but uh, sadly, he will be in the, on the losing end. But uh, still, it was a brilliant performance and uh, I'll go with Mujib. Yeah, I mean, usually the, the cricketer of the match goes to the winning side, but you can't really argue with what Naman's just said there, Sam, can you? Mujib, his figures today, you very rarely see a five-wicket haul in a T20, but five for 15 from four, 14 dot balls. 
only hit for one boundary, only bowled one wide. Uh, economy rate of 3.75. His control was fantastic and obviously taking loads of wickets as well. Yeah, there's not much more I can add to that, James, really. An absolutely superb spell of bowling. I think James Baisley would have maybe run him close, but that would have been more um, for the story. You know, a good friend of Marnus Labashain, he's had such bad injury luck and come in and done so well. Had he been able to get him off over the line? It wasn't his fault. He was down the other end. But yeah, Majib, I mean, that was superb. And it's brilliant to see, and you know, the number of Afghanistani cricketers doing so well. It's just so wonderful, isn't it? That's a fantastic story. I love that story of uh, coming from nowhere to being at the top table of world cricket. It's just, yeah, there's a podcast there in its own right, isn't there? Talking about Afghanistan's rise to glory. Um, but I, I was thinking earlier about Majib's bowling. Obviously, we've seen Rashid Khan, another Afghan, bowling really nicely in white ball cricket. Uh, plenty of other examples around the world, Adil Rashid, etc. In, in T20, particularly with the white ball, it rarely moves too much for the for the fast bowlers. You maybe get a couple of overs early on where it does a little bit laterally, but apart from that, you are relying on your guile and your changes of pace and your your, your accuracy to try and bog uh, batsmen down. Is that why, Naman, these spinners sometimes are really thriving in T20? Because they do get lateral movement because when the pitch actually has a little bit of grip, they can turn it. Absolutely, James. And also, it's all about the mindset, especially in the power players, because the batsmen are uh, trying to take on the bowlers in the first six overs as much as they can. So, it's all about changing the pace and uh, Mujib, like uh, Mujib Rashid and all, they are having 10s and 20s of variations, which uh, we have also seen Ashwin and all coming into the power play uh, in the IPL. So, the trend has changed uh, in the last uh, few match a few years I would say that the spinners are taking on the control of uh, T20s more than the fast bowlers because uh, it's more of controlling the first six overs and uh, later on uh, managing with the fast bowlers the last uh, 14 overs uh, but controlling the runs in the first six overs because uh, the kinds of uh, uh, lean and dashy shots and uh, they can take you for plenty in the first six overs we saw Yesterday, what Hales did, uh, he scored uh, like first six overs, they were almost uh, 70 to 80 runs. So I feel the uh, thing is more about controlling the runs in first six overs. Sam, we sometimes talk in England about the lack of spin opportunities and the lack of uh, spinners coming through. Maybe not quite so much in the last couple of years because we've had a, a few decent ones and Don Best, Jack Leach, Adil Rashid leading the, uh, the line there and uh, obviously Matt Parkinson at Lancashire coming through too. But... If you're a youngster at the moment, I sometimes say he would be a bowler in T20 cricket. But if you're going to be a bowler, be a spinner. Yeah, it makes me chuckle because I remember when T20 first came in and we all just assumed that the spinners were going to be the guys that went absolutely miles and it was the seamers that were going to have all, all the luck. But yeah, it's a, it's a really it's a difficult art. I mean, they struggle a bit. I, I know there's been talk in, in England about the lack of kind of specialist coaching that is available, but there are plenty of guys. I mean, you've mentioned some guys that are doing really well, and Danny Briggs is well yeah. up there in the leading wicket takers. Someone like Max Waller, who, you know, name doesn't really get mentioned, but I suspect he's up there in the top, you know, few wicket takers in the in the domestic T20 blast. So it really is um, a good time for spinners. You know, Surrey, I think, at times this season had, had three or four spinners bowling, you know, Gareth Batty, Dan Moriarty, uh, Will Jacks was bowling. They bowled 12, 14 overs of spin. Yeah, and if you watch uh, Max Waller's uh, Facebook during lockdown, he can put a tea bag in from pretty much anywhere in his house. He was quite impressive for some of the videos he created earlier on this year. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. 
Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. Let's have a look at the table then for uh, the Big Bash after that performance by the Hobart Hurricanes. Probably the closest game we've had so far. We've had a few. Um, the Hobart Hurricanes winning an absolute cracker against the Brisbane Heat today. They take the points and they go to 15 in the table. Sydney Sixers and Sydney Thunder are leading the line on 16 and 15 points respectively. Hobart Hurricanes having played a game more. They're on six games played now. have gone to 15 points. Adelaide Strikers, 13 points from five. Melbourne Stars, 10 points from five. Brisbane Heat, five points from five. And then the Melbourne Renegades on four points from five games. And Perth Scorchers on two points from four games played. So we're about a third of the way-ish, aren't we, through the group stage of this game. Obviously, 14 games in total to be played by all of these sides. We talked uh, towards the end, uh, I think after, after we pressed stop record yesterday, about the fact that obviously there's a run of home games coming for the likes of Brisbane Heat and Perth as well. They're going to have to make the most of those now, aren't they, on home soil? Um, because if they don't and they lose sort of uh, four or five of their next uh, six games, they're, they're done and dusted. They're, they're on toast in this uh, competition. Very much, uh, James, and yes, the home advantage is going to be the key thing for these uh, teams, but also the uh, lot of uh, things about momentum has been spoken in T20 cricket, which is very much important, and also taking the early advantage going into the tournament. So, a lot of work to do for both these teams, also Renegades as well, but... Uh, you have seen that Brisbane is slowly getting into the groove uh, without uh, Chris Lean. We are seeing that even India performed well uh, without the likes of Kohli. Even we saw Pakistan uh, performing well without their key player, Babar Azam. So, I feel that this is helping uh, to get their great bunch of players work together and everyone are jumping in, uh, doing their best. So, I feel, yes, Brisbane is slowly starting to get their best playing 11 and uh, I feel uh, they will slowly uh, rise uh, into the tournament, but he has a lot of work to do for the first quarters and renegades as well. And finally, Sam, how confident are you about the, uh, the quiz recording later on today? We're doing a New Year's Eve special quiz on the Cricket Badger podcast. Dan Norcross taking on Sam Dalling of the Big Bash daily podcasts. Neil Varani's coming on from the IPL daily podcasts. And Sam, are, are you uh, limbered up? Are you Have you been reading through your encyclopedias? Limbered up, yes. I've been trawling through Cricket Archive. I'm not supremely confident. My, my key is... I realised I know nothing about the IPL. I actually had to look up who won it this year, as I was saying earlier. But I just don't want to be embarrassed on my specialist subject round. That's that's the key for me, James. Yeah, well, you tune in to find out how Sam goes. And that'll be out on New Year's Eve, which is tomorrow now, isn't it? We're getting towards the end of 2020. Thank goodness we're finally getting this year behind us. And we can start to look ahead, hopefully, with a little bit more optimism. But we're recording that later. That'll be out tomorrow as a New Year's Eve special. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of this Big Bash Daily. Sam and Naman, as always, thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome. And thank you, everybody, for listening as well. This Big Bash is really hotting up. We're seeing some really good games now as we get into the uh, the middle of this group phase of the Big Bash League. The Big Bash Dailies will be back with you every single day as we go through to the final on the 6th of February. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.